Are you good with people? Maybe you're organized or have a knack for numbers. Well, then chances are you've got skills that could lead to a new career. A Google Career Certificate can help you get a foot in the door with top employers in fast-growing fields like IT support, project management, data analytics, and user experience design. It's professional-level training developed and taught by Google employees. And it's all online so you can learn around your schedule. Put your skills to work. Go to grow.google slash certificates. Heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. So thank you, Peter. Shulman, we're so excited that you could uh, join us today on The Pollsters. We uh, first crossed, your Twitter account crossed our paths last year during the refugee crisis. You had some uh, interesting polling nuggets from the archives uh, at your at Hist Opinion Twitter account uh, on refugees, and it made news. It was in Washington Post, and, and so we wanted to talk to you a little bit more about it. So thanks so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your account, like what the kinds of polls that you look for and um, and some of the highlights that you've seen. Sure. Well, I, I started this about two uh, years ago or so. Um, I had just sent in my book manuscript to the, the press and I was feeling a little down and wasn't sure what to do with my life. And at the same time, I'm looking at Twitter and seeing this proliferation of uh uh, Twitter accounts that are tweeting out historical photographs, uh, and and there were tons of them, dozens of these of these accounts. And I was thinking, what as a historian, I'm an academic historian who likes Twitter. Uh, what kinds of things could I send out that would be you know contained in a tweet and also be potentially interesting? Uh, and what I thought of doing, I actually had on my desk at the time, I had this uh, volume that had been edited by Hadley Cantrell and Mildred Strunk back in the late 1940s. And it published every pu- then public public opinion survey poll back to 1935 when the modern field really got started. And I started thinking, well, maybe I could, I could send these out and, and find things that were uh, um, interesting. And, and that's how it got started. And uh, I, I, I use that. I added, uh, started looking at uh, Gallup's published polls. Um, later, there's a database we have at our university, the, the Polling the Nations database. I was drawing from that. Uh, and I just try to find things. Sometimes I look up in old uh, historical newspapers and databases to see if there's anything that might uh, might come up there. Uh, and it's uh, it's been really kind of illuminating to me as an American historian. What have been some of the topics that you have dived into where you found uh, public opinion back then uh, that is shockingly similar to polling uh, results that you might see now. I'm I'm sometimes less fascinated by people felt very differently in the past than I am when it turns out people yeah. felt exactly the same in the past. Yeah, I'm. You know, one of the one of the polls that struck me, a couple of polls that struck me. There were some from the '60s on um, uh, on NASA and the race to the moon. And, you know, today it's it's an issue that, you know, certainly if you talk to NASA folks or people who are involved in the aerospace industry or people who are interested in astronomy and, and space exploration, there's you know, nothing more exciting in the universe. Uh, but, you know, politically, it's still aside from, the, you know, the, the pull of industries politically, it's it's a hard sell to kind of make this you know, billions and billions of dollars of investments into 
um, you know, going to Mars, which is why politicians have been talking about it for decades and still really not yet going anywhere. We don't need to um, sell it to Kristen. She's a Florida native. If you listen to the show, she's, she's been a strong supporter of I space. I love space. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's uh, lots of people do, but uh, but I think not enough. And I guess what struck me is there's this poll back from, I think it was 1961, May of 1961. And, uh, uh, you know, it was... This was a Gallup poll kind of asking, you know, is it worth it? It's $40 billion to send a, send a man to the moon. It's you know, $225 per person. Should we should we spend the money on this? And 58% of Americans said, nope, nope, that's not worth it. Well, what's cool uh, about and, that question is the way they ask trade-offs, too. You don't see that uh, very yeah. often in public opinion polling even today where somebody says, you get X, but you have to pay Y and see what the result uh, is there. That's very neat. Well, it's hard to yeah. find a number, but it's very easy to say, would you like to do this? Yes, I'd like to do all those things. That all sounds great, you know, which is what we sure. often I would love Newt Gingrich's moon base. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but even, even up to like, you know, 1969, like right before the moon landings themselves, Americans were, you know, there uh, was a poll, another Gallup poll I'd found that was, uh, Americans were very ambivalent about it. I mean, very few wanted to, uh, you know, increased spending at that point. And so for me as a historian, it helps make sense of, you know, why manned space exploration took the path it did. You know, historians tend to, you know, blame, you know, Nixon's policies and, you know, the politics of the 70s. And, you know, actually there wasn't a huge amount of support uh, to kind of sustain a program that was so expensive when there were so many other trade-offs um, uh, involved. So to me, I, I found that one pretty, uh, pretty cool. Did you have you seen anything interesting in terms of how questions are worded? I mean, you come from this as a historian, not as a pollster. So, um, but maybe looking at the question wording themselves, sometimes the questions can, if you look at older surveys, can have a little bit more things we know now people wouldn't respond well to, like should the government spend money on this? You know, phrasing mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily want to see, or we think uh, we're a little bit more mindful of when we write surveys. Now, have you noticed anything like that? I think that there are some questions I found, some polls that I found that uh, struck me as questions that I doubt many Americans had consciously thought of in that way before. And simply asking the question might, you know, evoke a particular answer. Um, so there was one, this was a, a National Opinion Research Center poll from May of 1944. Uh, and the question read, as far as you know, is Negro blood the same as white blood or is it different in some way? And they broke down the responses by by Negro African-American responses and, and white responses. And to me, I mean, just the very nature of the question kind of opens up. Uh, you know, it was very evocative. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how many people this is. I don't I don't know how I would even answer this, how many Americans had thought that that particular question. Um, but simply by asking it, it seemed to. Um, you know, trigger the potential for saying they're different or, or, you know, make a political statement and say, no, they must be the same. Um, to me, that was a very striking one. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a... Uh... Yeah, we've talked on the show before about this idea of, you know, polls, not just measuring opinion, but in some cases either forming, helping people form opinions, pushing people mm -hmm. to form opinions, causing them to think about things they've never thought about before, which can be good or bad. Um yeah, when you, when you read that question, my eyes got really wide here, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right, right, because that's a response to something, right? We that, think troll polling exactly. nowadays is – but that, I guess – was that even troll polling at the time? I mean that's – No, well, this, this, was, this was from, I, I believe, a government-sponsored agency. What was really wow. interesting, so Roper – Elmo Roper, who you know, did the polls for Fortune, and George Gallup, who you know, created his own unit – 
you know, they they got started really around 1935. Uh, and and certainly Gallup largely stayed away from racial issues, probably not entirely, but it was something you know, I remember reading a couple of years ago in um, one of the uh, public opinion, I guess the public opinion quarterly, which had just gotten started in the mid 30s. And, you know, in one of his polls where he's, Gallup is looking at uh, some upcoming election question and he has a footnote where he says, you know, we didn't poll African-Americans in the South because for one reason or another, for some reason, they don't vote. So we're not going to include them in the poll because they're not going to, their opinions aren't going to affect the outcome. And, you know, it's very striking. I mean, he knows, he knew certainly why African-Americans were not voting in the South because they were you know, uh, under often uh, threat of violence, not permitted to do so. Um, but, uh, you know, that, um, that was the kind of work they did. The National Opinion Research Center was one that did tend to work on uh, questions about race, which I found very interesting. Um, and I, I wish there were more of them. Uh, there, aren't, there aren't as many as I would like to have from this earlier period. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely fascinating and a fascinating way to track our progress by measuring how we measure some of these questions. Um, so thinking then how this all relates to today and 2016 and the issues that are in the news, aside from Star Wars, which I saw you've had a lot of polling <laughs> on, um, are, what are some of the Timely. other? Timely. <laughs> Wait, is there any historic Star Wars polling? Were, the ones I found were from 99 when the episode one came out. There were some polls from uh, around people's excitement about that. And then, you know, their response. I think one the of them Queen said the Queen vote. It's right. real. It's real. There, there were 10 percent of people said Jar Jar Binks was their favorite character. And I was just. Oh, you know, what? No. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that that's a bit of a troll a troll answer, I guess, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> of all the historical poll-up responses I'm getting outraged about, it's probably <laughs> bad that that's the one that I'm, like, aghast. Like, no. How's that possible? Um, so uh, so anything, aside, again, from Star Wars polling that you think is uh, relevant that you're going to be looking for this uh, this selection season? Yeah, you know, uh, when I when I started, my my original plan was to go for as long as I could, and ended up being over a year where I would I would, I would post three polls a day, and by the end, I think I pulled it down to two polls a day, and it was drawing an enormous amount of my time to locate them, to graph them, to format the slides, and then to get them um, up there. So for, the, for a long time, I was just sometimes just looking for anything that was interesting that wasn't necessarily timely. Now that my you know my academic work and scholarly work has taken me in other directions. Um, you know, I'm not posting as frequently. So I try to find polls that might be either just super interesting to me or somewhat resonant with what's going on in the in politics society. Um, you know, the, the election is an obvious connection. You know, his, there are tons of, as you know, tons of historical election polls. I mean, this was the bread and butter of, of all the early pollsters. Um, and the problem is they're they're just not that interesting, you know, to see what the horse race poll was on the Democratic primary in 1952. I mean, it, it's hard to get anybody interested in, in looking at that or to make sense because you have to put this whole context of who were the different figures. Most people have forgotten who most of these uh, politicians were at the time, so, which is maybe a lesson for us to think of for the future. Um, but you mean, you know, you mean uh, all these polls that we talk about every week are going to be no longer interesting one day? You know, this is when somebody tweets about historical the pollsters <laughs> episodes. Interesting to uh, political historians, um, they will always be interesting to us. And and of course, they're they're essential. They were essential for Gallup and Roper because they helped calibrate all of their other work. Um, you know, as a historian, to me, the most interesting ones are asking about 
opinions on society and culture and, and race and the you know uh, political philosophy and economics and things like that. That's the most interesting stuff. Um, but I, I don't think any of the pollsters would have good calibrations of how to ask those questions if they didn't have the reality check of, of actual elections. And that's why they did. And the, they you know paid the bills to, to do those polls. Um, so what's coming up? I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, some of my I wasn't seeking out you know, a viral account. I wanted to do something that was interesting for me and that would be hopefully interesting to some other people. And I've been really gratified with, um, with the response. Um, I, I think I'm going to kind of wait and see what, what happens. I mean, the, the polls about, uh, refugees, I mean, that came out of nowhere to me. I, I hadn't actually posted in several months and it just, as the news was kind of bubbling up that weekend about, you know, banning, you know, immigrants, stopping Muslim immigration and you know, various governors, you know, talking about that. Um, you know, I dug up those polls were pretty, you know, as a historian, kind of an obvious parallel and they, they kind of went crazy. But some of the other ones that, that people have been interested in in the past have, have dealt with, you know, when uh, Russia and Ukraine fighting was was really uh, taking off. There was some a poll or so about that. Historically, uh, that seemed to be interesting. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to kind of play it by ear and see you know, what happens in the news. Right. Or you could start tweeting about the present, like. You know, here's what happened at Starbucks today, just like the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have posted, you know, originally when I was only drawing from the uh, the, the Cantrell book, it was just 1935 to 1946. It was really kind of a, a, a very um, discreet time period. And a, a ton of the polls I posted are from that time period. And it's really cool. I mean, one of the other ones I'm thinking of from this period that helped me as a historian is thinking about, you know, how long do you think until this war is over? And, you know, we're so used to thinking we know when World War II started and we know when World War II ended. But to kind of see in a poll, well, this percentage of Americans thought it'll go one more year, two more years, three more years. It really it changes my perspective on um, on about the past, which I think is really cool. Um, but then I gradually added, you know, more and more decades and up until the present. I mean, there, there are polls I've done that are you know within a year or so if it seems like a really interesting, timely sort of thing. Well, nowadays, even a poll that's a year or two old can look very, very, very different. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Peter. We really appreciate it. And you can be found at, at Hist Opinion, but you also have a personal account too on Twitter, yes? It's uh, at P A Shulman. That's S H U L M A N. And uh, I mainly mainly discuss historical stuff. Um, you know, my the focus of my work, I'm a historian of 19th and 20th century, uh, 19th, 20th century United States, and I focus mainly on science, technology, and politics. Um, you know, most of my research has been in the history of energy. I have a book called Coal and Empire about coal and uh, foreign relations and naval strategy and how energy became important to national security uh, back in the 19th century. Um, but my, my next work is going to, I think, turn more towards the history of social sciences. And I think the polling has kind of helped pull me in that direction. Um, I don't think I'm right about polling per se, but uh, I think uh, I'm thinking about a history of ideas about intelligence in America, um, which may actually end up May, may end up in involving some polling in some in some way. Definitely history of social science. Cool. Well, it sounds great. And thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.